بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على خير خلق رب العالمين سيدنا وعظيمنا وحبيب قلوبنا وشفيع نفوسنا أبي قاسم محمد وعلى أهل بيته طيبين الطاهرين السلام عليكم dear brothers and sisters to episode one of Tafakkur podcast a platform for discussion focusing on key challenges and opportunities facing Muslim youth in the West. My name is Hussein Al-Matawakkil, and I look forward to uh, guiding you through this conversation tonight with our esteemed brothers. Uh, we hope that this discussion will contribute some useful insight into practical issues facing our community, specifically our youth. First and foremost, it is my honor to introduce our chief architect, Sheikh Mustafa Akhund. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikhna. Alaikum assalam. Great to be with you. It's an honor. Sheikh Mustafa. Uh, Sheikh Mustafa was born in Isfahan, Iran, to a well-known family uh, that dedicated their lives to serving Islam and our communities. Sheikh Mustafa studied many years between Najaf and Qum. He also earned a religious studies degree from George Mason University. Of course, Sheikh Mustafa is the resident scholar at Imam Ali Center in Springfield, Virginia. Uh, he has mig- immigrated to the U.S. Yeah. at the ripe age of 14. Definitely. Uh, so he has lived the full experience to be able to tell us the, what it's like to be a youth in the West and to go through those challenges, alhamdulillah. Many, uh, many, of course, in our community, but maybe online don't know that Sheikh is also a very talented soccer player on the pitch. Trying. MashaAllah. Trying. MashaAllah. And of course, we have uh, our esteemed brother, Ali. Alaikum assalam. Bro, how are you? I'm good, alhamdulillah. Good to be with you as well. Be here. Uh, Ali, uh, Faizi, Ali. Uh, Naqi Faizi? Yes. Ali Naqi Faizi is an Afghan-American pre-med student, inshallah, on his way to become a doctor. Inshallah. At George Mason University as well. Uh, that actually makes all three of us. Alfred. George Mason University, inshallah, alumni. Alumni, inshallah, inshallah. one day. Uh, Ali's also a humble chef. What's Working you, on it, yeah. What's your, uh, what's your best dish that you make? Best dish? Should you go on the spot? You weren't ready for this. Any, any, anything simple. Uh, I like Italian cuisine, so anything with pasta and sauces. Pretty simple. Inshallah. Quality. We're going to hold you to. We're going to hold you to that. Inshallah. Inshallah. After the episode, we're going to have a Italian cuisine for the whole crew and the hosts. Inshallah. Inshallah. I recently went to Italy, so I have very high. Standards. Oh, high standards. Yeah. Sir, pasta alimony. I'm going to be asking for this soon. <laughs> inshallah. Uh, tonight's discussion will focus on the positive contributions of marriage and its purpose as a sacred institution in Islam. Inshallah. But before we get into this discussion, we want to open with a very beautiful narration from Imam Ali to his one of his greatest companions, Kumail ibn Ziyad, in which uh, Imam Ali says, Ya Kumail, ma min harakatin illa wa anta muhtajin il- fiha ila ma'rifah. English translation, rough one. This is my translation, so forgive any shortcomings. Kumail, there is no movement in life you can make except that you need knowledge of it or st- understanding of it, for lack of better terms. feel this is a fantastic hadith that can serve as a basis for tonight's discussion, which will be on basics of marriage, but also for all future discussions uh, for guidance for Muslims in the West. Sheikhna, just there's always apparent meanings and hidden meanings. For this hadith, can you illuminate some of its apparent meanings, some of its obvious meanings, and some things that may be a little bit below the surface? Has... Inshallah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Imam Ali alayhi salam, uh, through this narration, is giving us a very, very important key that will enlighten our path to what we are about to do, whatever it is. 
building our careers, building our education, establishing a marital life, having children, whatever, whatever we want to do, rather than getting into it completely blind and not knowing what we're about to do, rather Imam says, Ya Kumail, ma min harakatin. Haraka, any movement that you're about to make, not necessarily physical, no, any movement in life. Again, you want to start a new business. You want to start a new I mean, education. You don't know your major. Uh, you want to buy a house. You want to, whatever it is that you want to do in this life, you are in need of knowing about it. Having a plan. Doing some, doing some homework, basically, beforehand, rather than getting into it and not knowing what's about to come. Of course, we must be a risk taker. Um, also says that you should be taking risks but it should be something that is based on some kind of knowledge and education, some information rather than, again, me going to a dark room without any information of what is in the room and I might fall into something. So having this knowledge is very important and prepares us for what's up to come. That, okay, these are the situation I'm going to face. These are the difficulties I'm going to face. For example, starting a business. If I think, well, everything in this business is going to go well and I'm not getting ready for all the ups and downs and challenges. When I face a challenge, it's like, oh my God, I wasn't expecting this thing to happen. And I'm going to panic and maybe I lose my mind and I just move away basically. Or no, knowing that there are some challenges. Education, well, it's going to have its own challenges. Uh, marriage, the same thing. This is, I think, one, if not the most important movement anyone makes in their life establishing a marital life, be it a sister, be it a brother. I think this is the biggest, I mean, arguably, or we can say one of the biggest, or I think. Rasulullah says uh, half of your deen, marriage? Yes, protects. By marriage, you protect half of your deen or another hadith, uh, two-third of your deen, uh, it's been protected. So it's a very big move. And unfortunately, we see typically people get into marriage without having any knowledge of what's coming to them these difficulties that's why when I when I do the nikah uh, I get an invitation to perform the nikah ceremony after I've done uh, reading the ceremony uh, I'll tell them starting tonight you will have problems so I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you starting tonight you will have problems don't think that oh it's going to be all nice and even before the nikah <laughs> I know before nikah getting to know one another, getting to know the parents and all the issues that comes before. So it is part of it. So this is part of it, knowledge. Uh, On that thought, will you if you allow me? Sure, sure. Where you just mentioned knowledge because in, in Arabic it says marifa. So it's understanding. What is the difference between knowing something and understanding it? Because I can open up a, a, a book. So I can, I can consume knowledge by reading or I could consume knowledge by reading and reflecting and looking inside and then having some sort of yaqeen in what I'm doing. True. Well, I mean, it's going into the detail of that information. I'll give you an example, for example. Uh, many of the girls, when they get married, they are going to be expecting to get pregnant. They have the knowledge. They've seen it from their parents from their mother, from their sisters, from their aunts, that they got pregnant and they saw what they went through those nine months. It wasn't something easy. 
my wife went through four of them and Mashallah. it was very, very difficult. It's a very difficult nine month process. So I told them right now, no girl. So you have the knowledge that you will go through, sorry, hell in this nine months. But when you go through it, that knowledge comes to existence in you that, okay, I have to be patient with it. This is what I need to do. This is called ma'rif. Go next step that I'm not going, oh, what is this? Why I got into this situation? What is this pain? I cannot sleep on my back. Uh, I have to be careful how we turn why. Like when they're sleeping, if they're sleeping on their right, they cannot just shift. They have to sit, shift, and then go on the left. So it's a very difficult nine months. So this comes ma'rif. A lot of us, unfortunately, in this time, we have the knowledge. There's a lot of information out there. But how much of that we literally let it sink in and we are preparing ourselves for this, uh, what we are dealing with. You said right? it beautifully. Sorry to cut like, you out. Like, Knowledge into existence. Yes. So like basically like the application and like the context of knowing what to do and how this knowledge applies. Of course. Definitely experience, I think, comes into a play with that. That becomes a Yeah. Definitely. So then uh, tying this into our topic for tonight, we mentioned like online resources we have to gaining knowledge. What is like, what is that healthy balance between trying to find out as much information as possible about, let's say, spouse selection with social media and the internet these days, you can know as much as you can about anybody. You know, it sometimes it gets obsessive where you might find out a little bit too much, maybe too much information is not good information. Yeah. Um, so what's the healthy balance between that, that, you know, doing your due diligence or um, obsessing over knowing everything about your potential spouse uh, versus also looking within and, and, and searching within your gut feeling, maybe doing a stakhara, that type of knowledge. I think uh, religion of Islam, as we all believe to be, the most complete religion, detail-oriented religion that you can find. There is no detail-oriented religion like religion of Islam, Madhab of Ahl-Bayt specifically. Uh, Islam has given us the guideline of when should you uh, really go in the detail of something and when you should just do tawakkul ala Allah subhanahu. So, so the guidelines are set and this ma'rafah, inshallah, information that we will talk about in this episode and many episodes to come, it's all sure. backed by teachings of Quran and Ahl Bayt Rasulullah, as we know within the famous hadith of uh, Ghadir, he said, So if we hold on to them both, we won't go astray. In what? In aqidah, in belief, in religion, in practice, in family, in establishing a family, in marriage, in everything we won't go astray if we follow the criterias and the guidelines that Quran and Ahl Bayt have placed for, for us. SubhanAllah, almost every discussion always goes back to taqalain, right? Oh, definitely. And everything, you know, like existing is almost like knowing. So how you, right. how can you know without a taqalain? And we see all the astray that we've been as a community, Shia Muslim community and at large humanity is due to deviation from Quran and Ahl Bayt. No. So let's get into some of the uh, benefits, like the, the whys behind why I should get married. I mean, today, you, there's so much going on, especially in the West for the youth. 
that you'll even talk to some youth and they'll see more negatives with getting into marriage. Obviously, that's because of life circumstances, what they've experienced themselves in marriage. But of course, the Quran also talks very beautifully about the benefits of marriage, emotional of benefits, spiritual benefits. Um, can we expand a little bit more about that? And maybe in your experience, you said you have, mashallah, four children. Alhamdulillah. Married, unlike some of us. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. What were the, some of the personal benefits that you experienced from marriage? And do those correspond with the wa'ad of Allah, the promise of God in the Quran, and what He promises us through marriage? Of course. Before answering your question, I think it's important for us to know uh, how do we get to this ma'rafah? There are these two main questions that we have to ask before every action that gets us the ma'rafah. How and why? Mm. How should I do what I'm about to do and why I should do it? Without having these two questions answered, we get into something and we don't know why we came into this. We don't know the purpose of this. In the middle, it's going to have its own difficulties, whatever it is that we are about to do. Since I don't have strong why, a lot of people will do what? Give up. But if they have a strong why in it and before it and after it, they will keep reminding themselves, this is why I'm doing this. And I have to go through all of these difficulties because of this why. But I mean, you can still have a, do you think there are instances where people have a strong why, but the wrong how? Or even they have a wrong why also. Yeah. Of course. I mean, we definitely that we will come into the wrong why getting married yeah. uh, that, we, inshallah, uh, we will cover in this episode. Wrong why and wrong how both will get us into And then when, when they're getting with that ma'rafa, like, do you think, like, well, like, what do you think they should be going for? Like, ma'rafa, what aspects of, like, maybe the person, the, the situation that they're in? Well, maybe the institution yeah. itself, ma'rafa of what marriage is. Why getting married, I think. That's yeah. the first question that they should Why should we get married? And which... Does the Quran tell us why, why we should get married? Well, there is the verse of the Holy Quran that Allah says that I created for you uh, a spouse from yourselves that you find peace and tranquility. And we, we created you in pairs. We created you in pairs. Yeah, so sorry. it is that peace, it is that establishment, it is that sukoon, uh, which will need its own series of episodes. What does that sukoon mean? That tranquility, that peace. How do women find that peace? How do men find that peace? Because we're completely do two different beings. But we think that, okay, if I find peace this way, no, he should be fine yeah. it this way. And then it's going to get conflict. So these are the, the stuff that we have to get into it. So definitely why and how is important. With me, when I was 17, I told my father I want to get married. MashaAllah. MashaAllah. Uh, I thought I married young. Yeah. <laughs> for uh, well, how age? Well, how old were you? Uh, I was uh, 22. 22. I mean, young in the American world. Yeah. Even the West. for American standards, that's American. 22. I impressed yeah, them. 22. I impressed the Americans. Pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty much. Inshallah. Yeah, back home, that's a. I know this kind of average numbers in. It's getting average toward getting late. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so no, I told him. Uh, Hurry up! I know. I know. Working on it. Hurry up okay. and good luck. This is good. Kind of like. <laughs> This is a applicable uh, conversation. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> Just hurry up. So you should pay us at least something, me and Brother Hussein with your... Podcast or consultation. <laughs> so uh, I told him, and it took us two years. And I always tell the youth, don't think that when you want to get married, 
there are girls lining up outside waiting by the door. Okay, I want to get married. Let me open the door. And here it is. Oh, it's going to take time. It's going to take time with families. And there's a lot of scenarios that will come into play. So earlier you start, it's going to be better. And alhamdulillah, I was blessed to marry my wife at age 19. And been together almost 21 years. Uh, there's been a lot of ups and downs. A lot of ups and downs. A lot of difficulties and challenges. But uh, with all of its problems, starting from the beginning, which I know it was part you of grew life, together. Definitely. I still wish that I would have got married at 17. I, I think that's one of the best aspects of it. When you, when you get married, when you grow. Oh, definitely. Oh, it could be. I think it could also, if you're not mature enough, if you were raised in an environment where you only saw bad role models, then maybe true. you need to unlearn all of that. Very true. Very circumstantial. So it will be easier to unlearn when you are younger. 100%. Yeah, just like how they're saying, like you can't teach an old dog new tricks. There you yeah. go. There you go. So if you are 19, you have only 19 years of unlearning to do it. Or unless when you're at 30, you have 30 years. Or, or even then when you're older, like more of your life is situated, more of it is set in stone. Yeah, you so, established. Yeah, like, so when you're posed with that situation where you have to like change, you're like... Uh, it becomes very difficult. Yeah. It becomes very difficult. Transferring from this I mind to, to hours and mm. it's going to be very difficult most people when they give you know i feel like i don't want to say i don't speak for most people but i feel like some people when they get married speaking for myself here is sometimes you don't realize that there's going to be a a we and then an hour and then a lot of levels to that once you have so start having children you lose definitely i don't want to say you lose your time but now you have to prioritize and share your time definitely share your all, all the resources and islam has taught us like that's the beauty of the teachings of Ahl al-Bayt salam and Qur'an. All these little details are there. Like literally Ahl al-Bayt and Qur'an, they take our hand like a parent when they take their kid's hand when they're about to walk. Okay, hold here. One step, one step. They literally walk us through what we need to do in life to have a prosperous life. But I go somewhere else and I try to do something else. Then I get to a problem. Okay, let's see what Islam says. If there's such dua to resolve my issues. Well, prevention before cure. I think so. I think it's, since we said why, it is uh, important for us to go to wrong whys to have, wrong motives let's get to into have. That. Like niya, like the, the, the niyas you shouldn't have yeah. when getting married. Um, this is probably not the best source to mention, and this is this probably doesn't really reflect our audience, but during some research on Forbes, it's a very small research they did of a thousand people. Of course, the research data is going to kind of project the people that read Forbes, but you know their number one why? 63% or maybe 43%? Uh, financial stability. Really? So seeking marriage for financial stability. Indirect. So that's obviously, this is not reflective of, of the Islamic community in the West, but this is just general... Uh, Forbes readers, 1,000 of research, so it's not a whole uh, scholarly study, but it is a study by Forbes Advisor Online. It's available 63%. Yeah, that's, 63%. That's kind of deep, but it was the number one reason, number one motive for getting married. I mean, dual income, no kids, is a big thing in, in American society. There's even an acronym for it. I don't know what the acronym is, but idea is let's get married. Standard now, right? Like, no yeah, kids, yeah. dual income, no kids. So it's really purely, why no kids? Because they hurt the dual income. Yeah. So it's purely financial where we live. Unfortunately. And see, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the Holy Quran that get married in Kanu Fuqara 
يغنيهم الله بفضله. If they are poor, Allah will provide from His abundance. Uh, but we don't see it. Or we have hadith of Rasulullah that if you marry someone because of their wealth, Allah says, okay, go ahead and see what's going to happen to you and that wealth that's... that's uh, He's going to test you via wealth? Definitely. So I think that that's number one, that we should not have the intention and motives behind our marriage. Why are you getting married? Well, I'm going to be having more money, more wealth, and that is something wrong. Second that I have listed, and it's not limited to this, you guys can add also beauty. Mm. Uh, beauty fades? Yeah. A brother sees a nice, beautiful sister. Well, I want to get married. Desire. Yeah, mm. desires. Or a girl sees a, a handsome, yeah, six-pack, uh, muscled uh, brother. Okay. This is why I want. This is it. I want to get married. Like they didn't have any intention of getting married until they saw this person, and that won't that won't last. I always tell uh, our youth, no matter how handsome or beautiful beautiful is your spouse, after one month, two months, three months, give it one year, they become normal person. It's just normal person that you have to deal with it. So it's not that I'm not saying to go and marry someone who you are not attracted at all. No. Attraction and beauty is something there, no doubt. But that should not be the motive that I got married to. Primary purpose. You that, want to marry someone beautiful, but course, that's not yeah, the you should, driving. You should, you should definitely have like a standard that you're okay with. Not saying that it should be high. Yeah, it should be relative. Of course, it's relative. You, should, you shouldn't like be like, oh, I want to marry a supermodel. And that's like, that's yeah. it. I'm not going to accept anything less than that. True. But like, obviously, like looks and beauty fades. And, and even, uh, I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but like when you meet new people, right? As you get to know them, that idea of their alert like tends to decrease, you know, because like this, when there's gray area, you assume the best things and like, you know, like you might not know that this guy, like, you know, maybe he leaves the lights on in a room or something, sure. never closes there, like leaves this around the house. And I then know. as you live with him and you're married to him, like, you know, for the next few years, yeah, like you get to know him deeper and like this idea of the perfect man kind of, kind of fades away. I the perfect and, man. Yeah. Like that, it's definitely thing. That's the idea of novelty. We're always yeah. attracted to what's new, true, what's new, new, what's unknown, yeah. and then I think possibilities. True. Third will be position within the society. For example, mm. I'm married to a doctor. I'm married to a lawyer or someone. Uh, my husband or my wife is such and such. My spouse has that kind of status within the community, and I can carry that everywhere I go. So. The wrong motives to have. What if, what if I want to be married to a medical professional, regardless of their status in society? Let's say they, they work at a you know very you know in a very low income area. They don't make any. They don't make doctor money, but they're a doctor. And the spouse wanted to marry somebody who, you know, provides medical support and relief. See, our what intention really, really shapes our characteristics and our demeanor. See, Rasulullah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa has set us uh, a guideline that uh, tells the father of the girl who has the responsibility uh, and they come and ask the hand of their daughter from their father's hand. Rasulullah said, if a person comes and asks your daughter's hand, you like two things in them. You like their religiosity, deen, and morality, ashlaq. If you like these two in them, then give them the hand of your daughter. Of course, if she agrees also. Uh, it's not that they're forced. No. Uh, and religiosity, when we come into it, it's not only like their salah. And okay, this person prays and this, pray and fa- this person fast. 
this is it. They are religious. Or for example, they're wearing a ring or they have a beard. They look religious. They walk religious. They talk religious. Then they're religious. No. Religion covers every aspect, as we mentioned earlier, in our life. Why? For example, yeah. Yeah. hadith of Rasulullah said that uh, a mu'min, a believer, is a person who eats what his family desire and yearn, not what he desires and yearns. Mm-hmm. So this is part of religiosity. If I'm a believer, rather than I tell my wife, okay, this is what I want you to cook and this is what I'm going to eat. You guys like it or not, this is what I want to eat. And everybody must eat like what I eat. No. When my wife says, okay, what do you guys... What do you want to eat? I said, whatever you cook. Whatever you cook is good food. We eat. This is what you like. Okay, what you like. As a believer, religious person, I eat what you like. So religion covers all of these aspects. We, we haven't talked about it. That we have to. It covers a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. Complete, complete lifestyle. Another wrong motives, run away from the parents' house. Maybe someone. This, this is this is big. Really? West, like insane, like. Waiting me, to... me, me growing up and like are you trying to run away from your parents or no, <laughs> no. Uh, it's just that like typically what you hear from like the youth is like sure there are certain parameters that like elicit like this kind of response from like children that want to get married just move out like I guess you can say like abuse in some instances or other like negative things going on in the home but like since they're like in a way so indoctrinated by the western culture of like enjoyment and not thinking things through not like understanding the why the how of what they're doing in every facet of their life and when the parents come over them because they have that that why and how through islam through that islamic upbringing like you know back home and they say no like oh i can't do this because because of my parents and like mm. the only place I will be able to do this is if I'm on my own and the only way I can get out with them being okay true is getting married unfortunately so. wrong intention to have in that case and they, you might be surprised that when they get out of the parents house because of what they wanted to accomplish when they get to their spouse house it's going to be the world ass <laughs> you know, they like, want to be able to you couldn't to, figure out the issues in your own home and environment and then so we should never be having this in, intention that I'm going to get married so I can run away from my parents because of their restrictions well, guess what? In the spouse's life, marital life is going to be more restricted than the parents. And you will be as, oh my, I wish I could go back. My parents, at least they were really lenient, but the marital life, it dictates its own style of living. Next, uh, showing mercy. For example, uh, he or she sees someone who is depressed. Feel bad for somebody. Feel bad for them. Well, let me yeah. get married to that. Don't tell me this is a lot also. No, not that's a lot, but it's like, I feel like that's such a, like in the end, you end up hurting yourself. You're going to hurt them more. True. Severely. Because like, if you're having mercy on someone or like you're pitying them, that means like there's certain aspects to them that you don't appreciate necessarily yourself or you don't think is like great and is compatible because like at the end of the day, marriage is like, at least to what I know it to be, uh, because I'm not married, but a partnership where you're like you, you guys are both getting stuff out of it, right? True. And if you don't see your part- partner, yeah, if if you don't see your partner as someone who's bringing at least equal to the table, that that need, that affection, that worth of that, like I guess, relationship is gonna like drop, and you're like, actually, let me correct it. I don't think it should be equal. I mean, in some, for example, one day I might benefit from this relationship eighty percent, and my partner, 
my spouse 20 percent love the analogy. next day it's going to be i'm going to get 20 yeah, yeah. she's going to get yeah. Yeah. over yeah. equality there yeah that's so, all yeah. yeah rather than not 50 it's impossible it's you'll never get a, 50 it can never yeah. be 50 50 so we should not do that partnership another wrong motive this is the sixth one uh benefit that one gets with being married for example pay raise and uh uh or taxes you would be able to do file joint taxes and that's, get some that's probably what was in the forbes article that's <laughs> off maybe so this is a wrong intention to have because okay sure. i someone see this cook for you someone who could clean for you it's, it's going to be have its own benefits or somebody would look after you and will provide yeah. these are the wrong motives to have migrating unfortunately we do hear some with immigration get a citizenship citizenship that people overseas they want to get married or they want to bring someone here so that is wrong and we have seen a lot of bad stories about people mm -hmm. who got married because of this and then it didn't it wasn't success showing off uh well you know i'm married you know we we're all for example yeah. 10 or 15 of us old boys for example we were together and then i got married you know getting married and I'm, there is always that one brother that's like i'm gonna get married before everybody in this room yeah be yeah <laughs> and they're like oh Get married. <laughs> and, what are you doing? Yeah. For some reason, usually, I mean, in my experience, it turned out to be true. He ended really? up being the first. Really? Yes. Well, good for him. Good for him. Afraid of... Still married, by the way. Alhamdulillah. We, we pray that, inshallah. Inshallah. Lasting long. Afraid of being alone. Mm, really? Yeah. Okay, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, what is it wrong? seems innocent, but it's still, you're not, you're not looking for the partner. No. You're looking to... And being alone and because it's becoming late. Because, for example, within, again, 10 boys or 10 girls, or for example, everybody started getting married and everybody starting having uh, time with their own partner. Before, they used to go every night. They were out, for example. These boys, they were out, hanging out, halal mm. entertainment. But right now, everybody's married. And this person is like, hey, I'm behind. They feel like you need to conform. There you go. I don't have anything. I mean, I have no one. I'm home. Just, I'm completely bored. Getting to fake freedom relates to the yeah. previous one. Uh, that she wants to do something that, that her father didn't allow her to do. And then, uh, when I get to my husband's house, I can do whatever I want. Well, guess what? It's going to be the opposite. Desires. Sexual desires. Something that, of course, when one gets married, their desire... It's not a bad thing to have. It's not, but that shouldn't be the purpose. That shouldn't be the sole purpose. Sole purpose. Yeah. I mean, that goes also with beauty. I mean, of course, it's because definitely in this like hypersexualized society, like true, you need that halal outlet to like you not express your desires and stuff like that. True. true, but again, that should not be the motives because all of this yeah. gonna uh, it won't last. Being independent, I want to be independent of myself again from that family that I was always dependent, and all the decision was. Not knowing that when you get married, <laughs> you become dependent. As so, oh, that's, a really, yeah. that's a really good you point. You're actually really no longer independent once you right. enter a marriage. True. Right? Your partnership. The dependency should be that the wife should depend on the husband and the husband should be standing as a firm pillar for her that she can lean on, which unfortunately we see within the society that they want the woman to be on your own and the man be on your own, but you live together. And I call it this to be very transactional. I do this much, you do this much, yeah. and then we move on. I like that point. Can I can I hold you right sure, there? Sure, sure. So we talked about like you know uh, the maybe the, the 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 man being the more dependable one for the woman, but when you say like uh, the man should be really more like that that pillar where you just lean on, 
uh, or the or the man shouldn't be so dependently dependent emotionally dependent yes on on his wife or physically dependent why should a husband not be dependent to his wife the way she is dependent to him because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala within the teachings of holy quran and ahl bayt have shown us and again that needs its own complete episode so we'll have a lot of those inshallah that uh, by nature man likes to be leaned on and woman by nature forget about what has happened in the west right now and all the culture the western culture by nature woman likes to lean on something they like to have some backbone somebody that they can trust that's whatever happens in the house for example in the middle of the night if there's a sound and by the door she's hoping that her husband will get up and get the bath and go by the door to see what has happened and then she says okay Well, we do this 50-50. You get a bath, you go, then I'll come and we'll see what's going on. I, I think this boils down again to like that, once again, that 50-50, the word's not equality, but equity. equity and like yeah. difference of roles, to be honest. Like, you know, like maybe maybe the husband shouldn't be as emotionally dependent on the wife, but the wife should be like comforting and caring when he comes home after like a long day of work and stuff like that, where like she can provide that service for him while he provides that shoulder to cry on when she's going through yeah, something each one yeah. is providing something that the other one doesn't have it so oh that's that's beautiful they, they like show a piece yeah. definitely uh, but unfortunately the west is changing these puzzles yeah unfortunately so. and unfortunately our community is falling into this trap very much so because you mentioned like there's a natural disposition for a female to feel a certain way it's supposed to be like versa. that it's supposed to be like that yeah. but then you'll have the people that have experiences as a result of a fragmented society then they feel like no I'm I'm a man and I like to be emotionally dependent or I'm a woman and I don't like to depend on men no so I feel like yeah we get lost with what the society and our life experiences has done to us versus what is the natural disposition that's how Allah created us for us to be in need of one another no. like I need you you need me we all need different expertise different personalities different characteristics different roles within the community that has to be fulfilled Imagine if all of us Allah created us with the mindset we all become engineer. What's going to happen with doctors? We have no more doctors. No, no pilots. If everybody everybody wanted to become a doctor, well, what happened to engineers? We need engineers. We need architects. We need carpenters. We need all different fields within a community, within a wife and husband relationship as marital. Each has their own role, which needs which needs to be explained by the religion, which it has, and being prescribed by the religion, which we have. If we apply it, we see how beauty it becomes. We won't end up where we say, okay, it's not working anymore. No, it's going to work. So, go ahead. From then the emotional aspect, are we are we coming to the conclusion that we're saying that like one partner, because you said that it's not good for men to be emotionally dependent on what their wife. That's what only... I didn't say that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Maybe, maybe. I oh, well, we're just yeah. posing historical situations. I was just wondering. Is it like oh, is, it, is it perceived negatively in its it's not, it's not not at all. I mean, this is this is the source of emotion for him. It's that peace that's that's with emotions, that's prosperity. She provides it. He can't. I mean, Allah created man different than he created woman. Both of them together can establish this. So in an aspect he can be emotionally dependent, but just in certain aspects of, of, of course. Emotion, yeah. Of course. The next will be wrong motives to have lack of love. 
maybe in the parents' house, they didn't have that much attention and love. They think when we get married, my spouse is going to give me all the love that I did not have in uh, my parents' house. Maybe the parents, they are, for example, child of divorce or parents didn't have a good relationship, so they don't have that love. Okay, let me go out and find someone who can give me that love. Are we looking for someone who, I guess, not can't give them that love, but they're not looking for that love in that marriage? Like Maybe. they're not expecting that, I guess, bare minimum. Maybe. Also, that the wrong motives to have. Next will be people around them insist you have to get married. You have to get married. It's getting late. Social pressure. Social pressure. Oh, we <laughs> know that very well, right? Alhamdulillah, I didn't get through that. <laughs> yeah? You're going through that. I guess there's one way to avoid it. <laughs> well, then get married sooner. <laughs> I'm insisting on that. Try harder, Ali. I'm just joking. <laughs> Next will be uh, parents think that their kids have bad temper or uncontrollable. If they get married, but I, I don't know why. It's almost I, like I, an extension of the sexual desire when like yeah. you're you're letting your hormones get to you. Go solve it. I True. Mean, this is like putting like a mento and like a coke bottle. Like this is not <laughs> and then closing. Yeah, like not fixing the problem. Well, you have to close it fast yeah. and then outside, then open it and run away. <laughs> run away. <laughs> don't be next to it. And uh, some people who are with. Um, they do this if they've been married before and they want to remarry again. So forget their previous spouse. Uh, that, okay, let me just go mar- get married so I to can move on. To move on. It's a wrong motives to have. Because again, let me learn. I should right away get married. I mean, but not at the expense of another person. Of course. Yeah. See, because why I say I should get married as soon as possible? Because of Rasulullah's hadith. First, protecting either in one hadith, half of your deen or two thirds of your faith and iman and religion. Another is the importance of. A married person who prays one rak'ah, it's m- rewarded more than 70 rak'ah prayed by a single person. So that's why the more I, sorry for you, <laughs> inshallah, by the end of this episode, we can do something. Inshallah, inshallah, we need followers for that. Drop so my please, Instagram uh, share, like, uh, subscribe, <laughs> follow, comment, share with your... Inshallah. So that Can I ask that's something? Sure. Why though? Why, why is that interconnected relationship? Why does it... Can you clarify the question? Yeah, like... Is why? like why is getting married like in this sense is like the 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 raka or the salah mm-hmm. like of greater value or this person seen in a higher status to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala well see that uh, shaitan gets to us one of the main key of shaitan getting to us is the sexual desires okay so one of the main keys that he uses so with that in mind when i pray and I, I don't have my needs fulfilled, which is God-given needs, is supposed to be fulfilled in a halal way. My mind would be completely different. Let me give you another example. You true, all of us would try it. Try praying while you're hungry and mm-hmm. trying, like how you're thinking all sort of, and imagine if it's before iftar time, for example, Ramadan, and your mother is cooking food and you're praying, for example, Dhuhr and Asr a little bit late, for example. Like the food, for us, the smell of the food, yep. all of that completely distracts. Absolutely. So protecting half of your religion from the hand of shaitan, because that's one of the biggest gates that he gets to you and I, is through that sexual desires. You say it also incorporates like an interconnectedness, because remember like how we we're talking like with Thakhalain and all that kind of stuff, like this, this, this plan, this lifestyle, everything is interconnected, right? No doubt. So now I'm connecting my life to my spouse's life. And now my spouse's family with like my life, my my family with my spouse's life, 
no doubt. the broader community in a sense. Of course. And then on top of that, if you're practicing, like you're fulfilling people's rights and helping them in that sense, would you say in that sense it helps oh, too? Definitely. See, marital life, it's helping one another get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which we will talk about it. That this is the uh, one of the best motive to have is to complete one another, to give hand to one another, to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That should be one of the most important motive to have. So with that, I'm helping my spouse to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by everything that I do for her. Think sexual need is one thing. Everything else that I have to provide. Hadith says that, uh, for example, when a man gets his salary, for example, when he buys and grocery and he comes home how much reward is there for yeah. him or helping in the house helping in the house uh, that i had there yes <laughs> yes uh, and a lot of people got in trouble for that uh that you see i mean how much reward one gets by just being married it's a team effort it is and each one fills the gap of the other one not having this and completely to be separated she does what she does and he does what he does and all the issues that they're going through and all the sins so we see Allah is trying through these rewarding, incentivizing, incentivizing. Just keep, come on, get married, Ali Naki, basically. Yeah, <laughs> I am the black sheep in this instance. Uh, yeah. I think it also has to do like, like it plays a part in thinking that like Shaytan with this game of trying to like lead us astray, right? Like he has teammates, like he's not oh, by himself. Really? There are so many avenues, like whether it be like anything really, like I guess you can say music or like, uh, just like the common un-Islamic trends. It comes you know, while you're... Yeah, in, in, in society. So he's he's mm. playing with a team of like hundreds, thousands, millions of people, you could say. Even. True. And you're telling me like... The, the one, yeah. And like, you're telling me like the teammates that... Or the one teammate... I said teammates. But, uh, <laughs> uh, the, like you can get a teammate to help you out and you don't want to do that. Of course. Like, you're, you're making the game harder for yourself. Of course, just being alone. It's almost like... Uh, by fulfilling our most basic physical needs, True. it elevates our spiritual capacity. And then it like it brings the question of like, what if that's like an aspect of why it's there in the first place? Like, you know when people ask like, Oh, why do I have this desire? Like it like there to help you. Yeah, like yeah, like why do I have it? Like why do I need this? It's because like Because you need to yeah. overcome something that's yeah. almost like that this desire has dressed itself in. It's the same thing. Why do I need to eat food? Yeah. Why do I need to sleep? So all of these needs Allah has placed in us for us to uh, survive and to just move forward. And marital life is also for us to survive. We may not see it like that, but it's oh, often, yeah. So, I mean, this example comes to my mind. Uh, you've seen, for example, if a pond is uh, solid and is not moving, slowly, slowly starts, the water starts getting... Dirty, yeah, and yeah. algae starts growing. All of this, haraka, baraka. So there is no movement into it. Yeah. So when it moves no and motion. there is a flow, you see the water always to be clean. So this flow and this ups and downs comes from what these problems. So these problems in our life makes us keep mm. up and down, up and down, rather than because I've seen people who are 45, 50, 55, 60 who never married because the time of marriage they didn't. It was never, it was yeah, never, never right perfect. Time. Finish education, yeah. finish job, finish this, finish this. Let me do this. Let me, or they just keep delaying it. You can see them. There's always exceptions. They're not like the normal person who just got married and they go through a lot of difficulties. Or that, I mean, again, as I mentioned, 
marital life has its own hundreds of difficulties that come with it. It's a package. But these problems keeps us moving up and down, up and down, up and down. Even our physical body. It has problems. Yeah. If we, we just sat and imagine like, that you hold your arm like this for one week or two weeks at, without moving it. After two weeks, it's going to be very difficult. Same thing for our spirituality, for our emotions, for our brain, our intellect. Everything needs that challenge and up and down. As soon as you said challenge, I remembered a verse in the Quran where Allah says, uh, What is kadh means? Drive. Drive. And then he says it again, kadhan. So he emphasizes that this life is a struggle. It's got to be up and down. So that brings me to a good example. Uh, so see, again, going to why getting married. Mm. So we said one putting hand in hand together, covering each other's flaws and stakes and protecting one another. Since we are striving, this comes very good with this verse, we are striving to get to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's like example of uh, climbing a mountain. When you're climbing, for example, Mount Everest, I was in a bank about a week ago, and this was this guy, almost 75, 80-ish. He said he just came... Last month from climbing, uh, what is this mountain? Kiliman- Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro. Oh. I was like, I did it. I think this guy looked like. How did you feel when he told you that? I felt. I feel <laughs> like, so bad. Like, man, I just walked for one hour in my neighborhood. <laughs> one hour I, from my car to the <laughs> bank. And this guy was like, I've, I've, I've climbed this mountain and this mountain while we were standing. And this guy was almost 80 years old. So imagine you climb. So that's what he told me. He said, I told him what makes it easy, what makes it difficult. He said, having people with you is always difficult. Mm-hmm. I have experienced it, inshallah. I don't know if you have experienced it. I know you have experienced it. Arba'in. Mm. You know, that inshallah. walk, inshallah, inshallah, from Najaf to Karbala. Be it alone, how difficult it can oh, be. Like, you have no one. Yeah, mentally straight. That's a good example. Other than having someone yeah. next to you, you could walking, talking, back and forth. It's the energy, yeah. So you get that. So climbing toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, being it alone, or having someone next to you who has the same mindset. That, that's what we need to look in our spouse. The one who wants also for this bond to get stronger, to get, to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the benefits. Number one, you're not going to get bored. You have someone that you can talk to. Number two, if you fall, there is someone who, who can help your hand. Or if there's someone you want to go higher, they can push you. Mm-hmm. If you fall and you get injured, well, they will be there to help you. So all of these are the benefits that when one get into marital life, this is supposed to be the why behind mine for them and them for me. That This is what we are trying to do. How can I give you a hand to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And by me giving you a hand, I'm getting closer to Allah yes, subhanahu wa ta'ala. you're serving. Not that I step on you, I get closer yes. to Allah, which typically people think, okay, the needy, the poor, the low, to step on their shoulder and get closer. No, mm. by giving them hands, you might be pulled down a little bit because, you know, you have to go down a little bit and get them. But by doing that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is elevating you to get closer to him. Because when you, when you pull them out, now you have a hand if you fall. There you yeah. go. Now, obviously, these benefits that you just mentioned really dependent on selection of the right partner for you because right before that we talked about the knee and how important it is to have the right knee and to kind of go into it together with the same goal for the marriage so just uh, for Muslim Americans the divorce rate I think is about like 41-43% I think Pew Research Center um, like 2020 or 2021 in America in America so it's a 
pretty high. I mean, four, that's almost half. We're not the researchers. We don't know exactly what are the reasons for all of these. But I mean, some of these reasons are obvious, right? You're just not selecting the right spouse. With the but, wrong intention and wrong motives. Wrong intention, wrong motives, absolutely. Now, I also have like, you might have the right intentions, the right motives. But just from a mental health perspective, and I know that this might be a topic that we cover in the future, how much of these issues that are leading to these record divorce rates are also maybe a ref- not just a re- reflection on how poor the preparation was for the marriage or the selection, but also maybe our own personal problem-solving methods. Maybe we're not that good at resolving conflicts. Maybe we haven't re- reached an age of maturity enough where we can handle another person's emotions and our own at the same time. And we're encouraging people to get married young where they have you know, their, their issues are really just starting and they're, sure. they're facing new issues all the time. So it, it is a package that we have to keep in mind that when we get married, uh, it's just the beginning of our life. If we look at it same as any other initiative that we have gone through, for example, education, something that majority of our audience and we all have gone through it. Those four years are going through it right now. Those four years or five years more in undergrad and then grad, it had its own challenges. It wasn't easy, but we kept planning for it. We asked advice, we asked consultation, we researched, we read that Marafa again. So Marafa getting married is something. Marafa and continuing that married life is something else that we need to have, which I, unfortunately, people Typically, don't have both of them. It's a really like it's a really separate phase. It is. It is completely separate because once you're not living together, it's like all the due diligence you did to lead up to this point was great, but now it's like a whole separate challenge. True, a whole separate True. challenge. Of, actually, I have a question for you, Ali, as as, as, as the, the kind of like the persona for the, for the you. you. Not saying that I'm not I persona as well. It's like, got a couple of white hairs. <laughs> Thank you so much. You completely excluded me. Come honestly, oh, say you're you. Then you know that my seniority doesn't matter anymore. Alhamdulillah, Allah give us uh, health, inshallah, and uh, good aging, inshallah. Inshallah. Uh, I don't know if you've heard this, but I certainly have. The way the world is right now, it would be irresponsible to have children today. It would be irresponsible to bring children into a world. Uh, that is the way it is today, all around the world. What What is your perspective? What would you say to that? Like, what would your response? Do you share that perspective first of all, with children or is marriage and um, with with with, with procreation? Because I think um, I, I mean I kind of skipped it there, but eventually, if we talk about you know the purposes of marriage, um, procreation would probably be in the in pretty high up on the list. Now, if we talk about sure. procreation, some people say, okay, I'll, I'll get married. Also, there's some people that don't want to get married at all. Um, but I think we've talked about, I think we've talked about some of the benefits that can kind of cover that. But when it comes to one of the main purposes of uh, the institution of marriage, procreation, what is your perspective on, should we have kids? Should we not have kids based off of the status of the world? Is the way of the world a reason not to have children? Well, I would definitely say it's scary because... There's so many risks that are posed, you know, with bringing children. It's such a big responsibility. I feel like not every parenting is definitely something that the Ahlbe have given us the blueprint for. But whether we follow the blueprint and whether everybody is that parent or that good parent is a is a different, you know, discussion within itself. So you have to look at like whether or not 
you and your spouse can be those parents for that for those children that you're going to bring into this world, which not only is it your responsibility to raise them correctly, right? But it's this this game of like, for instance, growing the flower while also making sure the lawnmower doesn't cut the flower. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like not only do you have the responsibility of making sure you know your children are raised the right way, but you have to avoid all the risks that can come and just taint all your hard work, you know, all these years. Um, but see, if we see within the hadith of Rasulullah Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa where he states, "Tanakahu tanasalu, anni mubahin bikumul umam." Get married and bring kids, because on the day of judgment, I will basically show off toward the rest of the creation that look at my nation. I have the largest mm-hmm. nation of followers and ummah. So it is difficult, no doubt. I mean, I'm living through it as we speak, and I am. Not only living for my own four kids, all the kids in the community are my own kids that I have to look after their well-being and their religiosity. So I know the difficulties that the parents are going through. Uh, but it's something that we can't avoid it. Yeah, no, I'm not saying we can't, can't avoid it. avoid the troubles that they're going to face. Yeah, of course. So if I came to you, Sheikh Mustafa, I'm, I'm married, I, I want to have children, but I'm really concerned there's too much fitna, there's too much war, there's health issues, do I get this vaccine, do I get that vaccine? The education system, we talked a whole lot about that before society. the episode. Society, there's just depression rates are through they're never gonna get married, divorce rates are forty percent. They're not they're not gonna get married. How would you would you try to change my mind? And if you would, how? See, I mean in that case, why living in this world from the first place? I mean, just finish Well I can't control that, right? <laughs> but I can control whether or not I have kids. You can't control not getting married either. I yeah. was in another province, I mean, in a province in uh, Canada. Uh, I talked with a group of youth, and some of the sisters were, uh, we were discussing with the youth, the responsibility of the sisters within the society that we are living in and the community. And based on Hadith and Quran, I was arguing that uh, it's the responsibility is to bring kids to this world and be involved in their upbringing and to make sure that they see the best upbringing methods and looking after the affair of the husband well this is a responsibility that we see the teachings of islam has given and we went back and forth back and forth back and forth and they came to conclusion in that case we don't want to get married no marriage no kids oh shit uh, <laughs> we want to proceed with our education and we want to become someone good to the community and beneficial which is not a, a terribly awful Respective to have right, they want they they see their purpose elsewhere. But it's not you, religion. What would you, how did you come? This back is not religion. Don't tell me this is the teaching of religion. If I claim myself to be a religious person, that I want to follow the teachings of the religion, it's not only I can take I'll take salah and fasting. This makes me a religious person. No, it's a whole as Ayinaki said earlier. It's a whole lifestyle. As a follower of Rasulullah, this is what is expected from me. When we came to this country, some of us migrated, some of us born here, but parents yeah. migrated. Did we choo- pick and choose the laws in this country? No. Do you pick and choose the laws of driving? I'm going to I'm going to uh, uh, follow these laws and these signs. I'm not going to follow these signs. For example, traffic light, I will stop. But stop sign, I don't like it. I'm going to move. Well, what's going to happen? Well, materialistically, you're going to get ticketed. Fairfax County Police is going to get you. You know they don't do that. Deduct some points. <laughs> I know, and slowly, slowly. Like a class. 
Uh, I did take a class. You did? Oh, oh, was, yeah. uh, oh wow. I was a good driver. Expensive driving <laughs> course. I was a good Plus driver. Plus five points. I know. You needed those five points? I, I was a good driver. Well, I took one too. <laughs> so that's the problem. So if we accept Islam, okay, this is the teachings of Islam. You don't want to accept it? Well, it's okay. It's up to you. Everybody's free. But when you accept Islam, you accept Islam as a whole package. And as as many of the youth, they know, I always say the statement, learn from others' experience and don't become experienced for others. Well, I have seen many of people who have gone through your past. Yeah, so that's yeah. just, he doesn't come to our Friday. Right. So, so that's, that, that's his go-to right there. He hasn't been recently. <laughs> Correct that. Yes. Correct that. So uh, that is, I've seen the experience of others that they decided to go on that path of not getting married, not having not children. And then I've seen the ending. And my job is to bring those and share it with other people so they won't make the same mistakes. Yeah. You want to make the same mistake? Make it. So does Islam then view um, being in marriage and not having children as a mistake? Or was that hadith more like saying, uh, make Rasulullah proud? Or, or, or by procreating? With, with that, with that is, uh, are people who can't, like for instance, they can't have children or they can't, and they're certain in that situation that they're in, like, no, which okay. is almost kind of like impossible. You can get married. It's pretty simple. But like in those situations, are they, no, do they, they lose that purpose? No, they're not. I mean, having a children and raising a good children that's one of the uh, three things that when we die, Rasulullah Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa said that when a person dies, all of his a'mal in this dunya stops except three things. One of them, if they have raised a good children, so they don't have that in their life. So is it better to characterize it as a missed opportunity rather than a mistake? See, in this world that we are living, find me someone who is not competing within their materialistic lifestyle. Everybody is. They want bigger house, better car, better salary, better job, everything. We are competing with one another in different kind of forms that we have. It's not bad, but it's okay. No, there's nothing wrong with it. But let's bring that. Allah says, Sabiqu. In Quran, Allah has also competition. But toward Let's also compete toward khair. So this khair that I want, and we're all believers of day of Qiyamah. So the more I want in the day of Qiyamah, well, the more I have to do here, the more I have to go through these difficulties and challenges. So the more I go through, the more I will be rewarded. People typically forget there is a day of judgment and there is heaven and hell. And well, for that to become easy, in here you have to go difficulties. One difficulty is marriage. No. One difficulty is mm, that's a that's a really good one. That's one difficulty. So so either way you'll be tested. It's just now or then. So you pick your battle. Yeah. You pick your battle. Choose your battles. You choose your battle. And choose again, your you're, if you have walad al-salih, after 30, 40, 50, 70, 80, 90 years you die, that's your 401k saving. It's going to keep coming. It's keep coming. Doesn't it worth the headache? It's worth the headache. 100%. It's referred to as like what? Passive income in those finances. That's a good one. That's, that's a good very one. very much needed. That's very much That's a good needed. one. Well, this is actually a perfect place to end it. But before we end it, I think we'd be remiss if we don't leave our audience with maybe some resources. Based on what we talked about today, you know, guidance 
uh, for getting married, guidance for spouse selection, guidance for preparing mentally, intellectually. Um, what kind of guidance would do you usually give? What kind of resources? Go ahead and ask. Well, uh, I want to resources. Add, add something. I want to add something onto that. That he can answer, and maybe I can add a few things after. Uh, that resources, but also the standard. I feel like a lot of youth don't know that. Oh, mm. I, I've met the threshold. I can get married now. They're entertaining this idea of, oh, my career isn't set. Uh, I don't live on my own yet. This, that, you know, like. Um, Maybe I don't see myself as emotionally mature enough yet, or like I just want to enjoy my single years for a little longer. Yeah, what's that standard where they meet the touch? I think the best source, inshallah, it will be this podcast. I mean, we'll continue these questions. I haven't seen a good package yet, and that can be a good initiative. It's a good plug for future episodes. Good plug for the audience to stay tuned. Inshallah. So definitely, we will go through these ages, these thresholds. Uh, I haven't seen, again, one complete book or series of lectures about this specific topic. But I think if there is a world, there is a way. Like if one person, if an individual wants to get to know all these information, they will contact here, there, they ask, we have done all of this for our materialistic lifestyle. Mm-hmm. We have done it. We want to buy a house. We want to buy a car. We want to get education. We ask this person, this person. Ask married couples, ask different people, ask your resident alim call, contact, so be active and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open the platform. Matter if you want it. Yeah. Matter if you have to seek the knowledge and make that knowledge salient to you, almost yes. like imprinting it onto your heart. Again, so, so becoming be a doctor, becoming a nurse, becoming an engineer, they, they want, that was it easy. I mean, becoming an engineer or a doctor that four years, eight years, all of these years of really hard studying, well, it paid off. So you keep asking, you keep researching. I feel like we're making it feel like it's going to be very, very difficult to get to the point where you can get married. So maybe um, it's not about the time or the amount of knowledge you consume to get ready. It's more about the quality of the information. And that adds us to a some from information and jump. Yeah. And then I like that because sometimes you have to have to work with it. True. Sometimes you have you to. always have to have to work with it. Always. 100%. Yeah. That's a good one. For somebody whose last name is Al-Matawakil, that's a very good piece of advice. <laughs> True. Uh, we, we also get a common reference of, oh, just look at, funny the marriage of uh, Sayyidah Fatima and Imam Ali or Rasul Ali Sallallahu Alaihi and Sayyidah Khadija, for example. And then you have the common responses, well, I'm not them. And that's too high of a standard. But Don't we you... follow their footsteps. I mean, they have reached a peak. But they have left a legacy, and there is a path to reach that high. And they're the, they're the role models. I mean, they are. If, so if we're modeling the lifestyle, and we're getting it from them. You're telling me you're not going to subscribe to the lifestyle from the people that you're getting it and from. What is expected from us is not to become one of them. No, we have to follow them. Practical example. Practical, and just go step by step. Just make sure that you are on this path. I mean, Salat. So, can anybody say that? They have reached the highest level. This is it. This is they have reached Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No. Just being on the path of Allah, being on the path of Ahl Bayt and Quran, and following as much as I can. Allah doesn't put on our shoulder more than we can bear. So learning, applying, getting one step closer. Learning, applying, one step closer. And slowly, slowly. See, inshallah, I'm preparing a lecture for the birth of Fatima to Zahra, they don't have to give us a lot of information. One line, one hadith, it's enough to shape my 
ما رأيته إلا جميلة. That's it. يروف. So one statement that gives the whole personality. Again, for example, when they say the believer eats what their family desire. Small hadith, but means what? That you will start sacrificing. You apply it. It has a lot. It has multiple meanings. Multiple meanings. So again, that's the beauty of the teachings of Quran and Ahlul Bayt. Doesn't need to be a lot, but one statement can completely shape what I'm about to do. And inshallah, we will cover him in these episodes. Inshallah. And like, no matter what, even even if you prepare as like as much as you can, and you know like this person inside out, an element of risk will always exist. Of course, like, that's where tawakkul comes. Yeah, it's, I'll do. It's I'll risk. I leave the rest to the hand of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Yes, man amila bima yalam Allah ma The ones who acts upon what they know. Allah will teach them what they don't know. Said, we know a lot. I sent him Sheikh Mustafa. Ali Bahai? Ali Bahai? In the Desi community, yes. But no, I got it wrong. You got to fix it for me. Uh, Ali Naki. Ali Naki, but I, uh, I, I, I said uh, Sheikh Mustafa, and I, I, I thought, like in my in my depths of my heart, I wanted to say Sheikh Mustafa Akhi. And I wanted to say Ali Naki. You can say hi. John, you can say Ali John. Hi, John. Ali, John. Ali, John. Ali, John. And Bahai, not like Bahai. Bahai is brother in uh, in uh, Urdu. Yes, yes, brothers and sisters, thank you so much for tuning in. We are back next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, we also have our brothers in the back. Uh, we gotta give them a shout out for not just the beautiful setup and making us look good and sound good and keeping us on time, but also for producing this uh, this episode behind the scenes. And they will have us live Wednesdays at confirmation Wednesdays. We're not going to confirm what day, but inshallah we'll have weekly episodes for you. Uh, wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.